This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Ghost of Hall, whose words are, Bespeak my endless wrath. Hello and welcome to Bend of the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into uh, chapter 49, uh, Eddard, what is that, 14 of A Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And in Fire and Blood we'll be discussing Jaehaerys and Alysanne, their triumphs and tragedies. Yeah. Yeah. How, nice. we do- how we doing, Sir Ezra? Well, <clears throat> guys, uh, I will try to uh, pull the microphone away when I am uh, hacking up a a lung, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I've, I've got the plague. Something's going on. Yeah. Hey, it, it happens. You know, I um see on my microphone, because uh, Sarah and I use different microphones, I have one of the ones that's got a switch on it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes when, I, when I've been sick before, I can, boom, hit that switch and then uh, cough. Gosh. You guys you guys don't hear it. But. Oh, man. I need, I need, I honestly, yeah, I need, I need like a backup microphone for when I am sick like this because <clears throat> you'll probably hear it in my voice but i i've been just i told sir matt i'm gonna get all the coughs out before we start so you know if you hear some awkward pauses from me it's just i'm over here uh you know trying it's, to it's okay it's okay but i've got I, i've got a big headache uh unfortunately today okay so. okay yeah you know my shoulder hurts a little bit i got a big headache uh i was doing what? some jousting you know last <laughs> week uh around oh <laughs> man <laughs> Oh yeah! Man. Wow! Yeah, my head's a little wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, got the, some burns. I uh, got a lot to take care of here. So, man, uh, the Bud Knight just head. got wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Have have no fear. But uh, yeah, so we did because uh, we recorded our main episode, then posted it, and then we recorded a follow up Super Bowl thing. And so sometimes right. that's what happens. We record, and then uh, oh, there'll be news or something, and. Because we kind of record these episodes sometimes, at least a day in advance usually, but sometimes we've been we'll record them on like a Thursday or something. So right, uh, yeah, yeah. But we did we did talk about that. Also, um, Sir there were some um, there was some uh, photos released. Yeah, right for for season eight. Yeah, just some stills, right? So yeah, just stills. They don't really tell us a lot. Um, actually, if you Sir and I did a, a musing about it on Patreon, if you wanna if you wanna check it out, but. Uh, just kind of a quick reaction. I don't think there's really almost anything in them. Yeah. Uh, um, that's like a huge, huge major spoiler. But we definitely do. We definitely dove in. Uh, you know, we did some deep rabbit hole theories on that. And yeah. You guys, get, you guys can check that out on our musing on Patreon because there's uh there's definitely one I think that's quite telling. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So so you guys yeah you check that out. Um, how's everything else going, Sir Ezra? You know, what are you? Uh, well, everything's good. I mean, so one thing I wanted to talk about today was just like where Sir Matt and I are in um, A World of Ice and Fire. I recently have been reading A Feast of Dragons, and you're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Some of you know. It's just this reading order. I've always seen it. I've always said uh, that I wanted to try it, and back when we first started this podcast, I did a like a uh, just POV read-throughs. You know, we, we were always doing Bran. I think I did Tyrion for a while. Uh, and I was just reading, you know, their their point of view through the entire series, and it's nice, you know, uh, it's it's helpful. But I I just you know I'm really into this, you know, 
Feast of Dragons. It's actually just a, so you're kind of reading both both of a Feast of Crows and a Dance of Dragons at the same time. And it's really interesting how things are paired up. And uh, those guys, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Brendan, you know, and Quentin, right. and those guys who, mm-hmm. some of the folks who, I, they, they, I don't know that they put it together or they put it, I don't know who, who put it together, but it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. And I, I really enjoy it. So I recommend it uh, to anybody who's, who's interested in, in trying to read the series that way. So lots of cool insights. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of rewatching right now. I just finished uh, season two yesterday. Okay. Uh, yeah. And going back, man, going back to like season two and three, because um, anytime I go to Game of Thrones, I, I seem it just feels like I always skip a lot of like season two, season three. Because mm-hmm. um, spoiler alert, uh, Clash of Kings is my least favorite book. Oh wow. The, okay. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah it maybe, is. Maybe it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clash. Yeah, Clash of Kings is is because then Storm of Swords is just so good that it's yeah. like, pff, yeah, right. um, and I think that in the show uh, as well. But um, yeah, so just just finish that, and also I have been playing um, Reigns Game of Thrones. We talked about this yeah. a while ago, and I didn't really know what it was at the time. Um, so there is, um. There is a game series called Reigns, and it, it's like R E I G N S, mm-hmm. uh, like kings and queens and stuff. And essentially, it's kind of like it's just a game. It's on like your phone. It's like iOS, Android. Right. I have. I haven't have it. I, I bought it on Steam for like three bucks. I think is what it was. I I can't remember. But um, it's essentially kind of like Tinder in a way. Like you swipe left or you swipe right. Like essentially, you play the role of a king or something, and the goal is to just last as long as you can. And so you're presented with options and it'll be like somebody comes forward and it'll be like, uh, like I was playing as Daenerys and it would, and like Tyrion comes forward and he's like, there's people riding in the street. Like, what do you want to do? Do you, you like leave them alone or you can like, you know, send out Drogon to just, mm-hmm. dis- yeah, know, just disperse, disperse them or whatever. And so like I said, it's like, it's typically always bad. Like it's always like you're going to be, you're, <laughs> you're pleasing one person and, and, making someone else bad. So you kind of like have this little meter and you kind of want to, you know, make sure you're have everyone pretty good. And the idea, I think it's just, you laugh. It's not like a win or lose thing. It's just, um, you just try to get like a high score, right? Like Mm -hmm. as many, as many turns as you possibly can survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's like it, I think it would be like, it'd be a fun game if you're just, you know, like on a bus or a subway or, you know, like you just got some time to kill on your phone. Um, and so that's like the regular Reigns game. Um, so this version, I think, is just, it's a HBO partnered with them, and it's like a skinned, you know, Game of Thrones version. Mm-hmm. It's the same game. It's just Game of Thrones theme. So I was playing as like Jon Snow, and it's all like season eight stuff. And there was a lot of stuff in there. And I know they just like probably made it all up, but I'm just be questioning. I was like, uh, like some of these options you're presented with, I was like. Wait, is this like gonna happen in yeah. the, the show? Like, like who wrote this? Like, yeah. where did this, where did this come from? Because it's like, um, you know, I'm playing as Jon Snow, and it's like Daenerys comes and she's like, oh, like I want to stay here with you, but I have to go back to Marine and take care of stuff. And I'm like, wait, what's going? Like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. what is going mm-hmm. on? Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think it's you know, canical at all, but it's just interesting. And right. um, I don't know. I was I, I was I was playing it the other day just because I know it, it came out like a month a month or two ago. I we t- we had talked about it, um, right? And so no, I'm thinking about doing a, a let's play of it and posting it to our our YouTube. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Um, just 
kind of sit around and play fun. It's a, I mean, it's it's a, it's kind of fun. I don't know how much it costs normally. Um, actually, yeah. I can't I can't tell now because I I'm looking at my Steam account and once you buy something on Steam, you can't see the price. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I my guess is it's like two or three bucks. I I don't know. I can try looking it up here on Android or uh, give me a second. But um, no, that's cool. So yeah, I I think it's, I mean were there spoilers? Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what we want to know. Uh, four four dollars four dollars four dollars is what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, and so I mean, like you know, you can play as like Tyrion, as like it's a king Tyrion, and like you know, so like every person can play as like a king or like a queen or, or whatever. You can play as Cersei. Um, can you play as Beric Dondarrion? I mean, uh, I don't, I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what some of some of the things are. Um, yeah, and so it's like one of the things is like when you're playing as as Daenerys, uh, Jon Snow will come up to you and he's like, I have to go back to Winterfell now, be safe. And so you can swipe like left or right. And right is like, I'll miss you. And left is like, no, stay. And it always changes. It's not like it's not like actual like Tinder, you know, whatever, where it's like, you know, yeah. you swipe right to like say yes and left to say no. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun for like four dollars. You know, it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of fun to play like in the car or, or whatever. Right, right. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, so that's just a little bit of our headspace. You know, what we've been diving into, what we've been reading, and things like that. So, um, playing, reading, whatever. I need to start my rewatch. Honestly, my uh, my sister's been really interested in it. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, "When are we starting?" I'm like, "I don't know." As soon as you rebuy, re, you know, redownload HBO now or go or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, yeah, got it, got got to get that going because that will be here before we know it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying uh, getting 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 back into it. Just saw Jack and Jack and uh, just gave Arya the the coin. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Actually, I was just reading the chapter where she uses the coin to pay for payment across to Bravos, and it's uh it's in, with the Titan over there. She sees the Titan mm-hmm. for the first time. Really cool. Cool yeah. Scene, so. yeah, yeah, and and uh, Daenerys just because season two is like is like halfway through a Clash of Kings, mm-hmm. right? Because it's really like season two and three are um, Clash of Kings stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ah, oh, man, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> okay, so a couple more things there. We just want to plug real quickly our social medias. Uh, just remember, I mean, this is you know, we post updates. Did we have different projects? We work on different things. Um, but mm-hmm. we do have some exciting new stuff that's coming out from from Sir Matt and Sir Ezra. So that stay tuned for that in the next several months. Uh, but, oh uh, yeah. yeah, I think people are gonna. I think it's uh, it's not Game of Thrones related, right? Uh, but I think uh, you know we know that we have we have people who follow us across a lot of our um, yeah projects, podcasts, and and other projects uh, that we do. And so uh, yeah, I think that we we have three kind of more projects, you know tentatively planned one of them we know we're doing for sure um the other two the other two we will kind of see and then there's you know like four and five and stuff down the down 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 the line um yep some real cool stuff so so. (laughs) we'll just stay tuned but to check you know to see some of those updates uh follow us on social media you can follow me at womprat underscore 2m on twitter instagram and uh elsewhere so yeah, and you can follow me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. It's all one word. Uh, it's my Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Uh, also wanted to just, again, uh, leading into the show, we want to welcome all new, new listeners. You know, we got a lot of different folks um, who just started listening. Actually, today's Ravens. We've got several new listeners who have sent us 
uh, a couple Ravens. Uh, we're gearing up for Ravens Nest, and uh, you know, want to say welcome to those folks, and we're we're happy to happy to have you. And it's it's cool to get different insights, you know, and some some new comments, some some a fresh set of eyes on the series. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and a couple more. Uh, oh, do do we want to talk about Ravens Nest? Do we do we want to put do that what? in here? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, we uh, Ravens Nest, or Ezra and I uh, know when we're going to do the next one. Um, it is going to be February twenty fourth, uh, February Sunday, February twenty fourth, and we're thinking one p.m. Pacific time, which is what four p.m. Yeah. No, Eastern Eastern Standard time, yeah. which would be in uh, I think. Four plus five is nine p.m. Eastern or not uh, London time. Yeah. And uh, out, out, outside of that, I I don't know. I think right. Hawaii's like uh, five hours behind <laughs> Eastern time. Wait, but yeah. I live in Pacific time, so I don't know. And then we have listeners in Australia because who somebody joined us from Australia last time. And they're like, oh, it's right. great. It's like here. And so, yeah, but a lot of people kind of requested we started early. I don't, you know, it's hard. Well, what we'll do is we'll mix it up, you know. So this time, last time we started later. Yeah, so we started, I think, three, we started at 6 p.m. Eastern time last time. Yeah. Uh, And so we had had some people request to start earlier, so. Yeah, and and we're doing a Sunday this time again, but I think the next time we might try to aim for a Saturday. Um, We'll look ahead. Yeah, Yeah, we can see, yeah. So just so we can get as many folks on there. Uh, We've got more Ravens pouring in. If you have one uh, interesting theory or thought, you know, send that to btkcast at gmail.com. So, Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, a couple more uh, quick updates here. Just wanted to uh, replug uh, Radio Westeros. Yo- um, Yoke Boy and Lady Guinefer, just good folks. We're planning on seeing them at Ice and Fire Con. Get your tickets for the fan convention in Mount Sterling, Ohio. Uh, should be a good time. I will be there, and I cannot wait to meet some of you and some of our uh, other friends that we collaborate with, uh, you know, in Song of Ice and Fire. So, should be cool. Mm-hmm. Should be a good time. Okay. Um, wow. Any other updates there, sir? Man, I feel like that was a lot. No, I, no, that's it. That's a, that's a lot of updates. Yeah, that's a lot to keep track of. So, but it, it's just you know the we just keep kind of gearing up. There's a lot coming. There's a lot happening. There's a you know as we get closer. When are we gonna get the the the, the trailer? That's what I ask you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was watching a YouTube video this morning, and then a, a Game of Thrones trailer started, and I was like, oh, you know what is it? And yeah. it was just. It was uh, just a t- you know a teaser, some mm-hmm. new HBO teaser, but it's all old footage, you know. So. Yeah, you have yeah. those as well, where they're hey they're putting together commercials and stuff, but it's all old footage. Right, right. Because they're also HBO is also kind of pushing right now, um, like oh hey sign up, get re- season eight's coming. Let's right. you know, but you can watch seven seasons worth of great content. Yeah, download it now, get your rewatch. Yeah, that's a, they they want you yeah to to download that and get get the rewatch going. So yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so let's move. Are we ready for Maester's study? Yeah, we are. Okay, uh, we're going to approach this a little bit differently because let's be honest, guys, uh, Sir Ezra, you know, I could put you to sleep. I know I can. It's a power that I have <laughs> as a teacher. It is a power I am proud of, okay? Um, and yeah. it, it, it's like when we're talking, I get super passionate when we talk about A Song of Ice and Fire, the main series, and there's really epic moments and you get super pumped you know but man when you start talking about history i i can just drone you know yeah i mean you know you can't and you know it gets real old (laughs) real fast uh i sometimes sometimes when i'm podcasting and sir ezra's going i you know 
I'll take pull a quick out, nap. Like, you know, my, my, my phone and I'm just kind of Instagramming or yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but, uh, no, uh, you know, fire and blood, as, as we've said, um, as we dive a little bit more into it, um, it gets kind of dry, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like old toast, uh, a little dry. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, but I, I no, this, yeah, but this, this me. week's, this week's chapters actually has some pretty crazy stuff in it. Yeah, um, it does. And I think I think that's what we're going to kind of do is is be less thorough in in fire and blood and kind of just pull out the the bigger uh, the bigger the bigger kind of points. Um, yeah. And there's some like crazy stuff that happens here in this in this chapter that I actually think you can kind of look to and it and it and it gives us some answers to some things uh, that happen in the main series as well. So uh, uh, this week, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this week we are in the tri- their triumphs and tragedies, Jaharis and Allison. And so, if you remember, when we initially got the Fire and Blood preview and we talked about Allison and her trying to fly her dragon over the wall and it wouldn't go, mm-hmm. well, that's this chap. That's this chapter, right? Um, yep. So I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and read their um, their first first kind of uh, segment here. Mm-hmm. The accomplishments of King Jaharis the. Uh, the first Targaryen are almost too many to enumerate. Chief amongst them, in the view of most students of history, are the long periods of peace and prosperity that marked his time upon the Iron Throne. It cannot be said uh, Jaehaerys avoided conflict entirely, for that would be beyond the power of any earthly king. But such wars as he fought were short, victorious, and contested largely at sea or on distant soil. It is a poor king who wages battle against his own lords and leaves his own kingdoms burned, bloody, and uh, stern with corpses. Septim Barth would write, His grace was a wiser man than that. Mm-hmm. Archmaesters can... Uh, can and do quibble about the numbers, but most agree that the population of Westeros north of Dorne doubled during the Conciliator's reign, whilst the population of King's Landing increased tenfold. Lannisport, Goldtown, Duskendale, and White Harbor grew as well, although not to the same extent. So, and a lot of this has to do with fewer men uh, marching off to war. Yeah, Sir yeah. Ezra. Yeah, people are surviving. You know, it's a. Uh... Um, there, there's not, uh, we'll see later on in history, there's the great, like the spring sickness, there's these plagues that, that, that hit. And actually we will see that later in Jaharis's reign as well. But for right now, yeah, we, we, population is, is growing. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> now last week we were talking a little bit about Reina Targaryen and the stuff that happened with the, with the Farmans and Andro Farman, you know, killing himself and killing all of her, you know, maidens in her court, um, Gosh, Alyssa Farman takes off right with the dragon eggs. Mm-hmm. She is gone doing her thing. So it's important to remember that because one of the biggest take biggest takeaways here uh, is uh, at the at the end of the chapter, Arya uh, Targaryen, who is Reyna's daughter, disappears on Balerion, right, mm-hmm. and is gone. So you know, uh, to start this chapter, one of the biggest points here is that she's on the Black Dread. We don't know where she went, and Reyna takes Dreamfire. Flies, you know, tells Jaharis they're super concerned, and she starts just searching for her, right? She starts looking mm-hmm. around Old Town. Um, I think she goes back to Fair Isle. She goes to, gosh, several different places, but we kind of lose track. And it even says at one point, um, let's see, after Fair, Fair Isle, history loses track of Reyna Targaryen. Yeah, she would not return to King's Landing or Dragonstone for the rest of the year, nor present herself at the seat of any lord in the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, we have a fragmentary report of Dreamfire being seen as far um, as far north as the Barrowlands and the banks of the Fever River 
and uh, as far south as the Red Mountains of Dorne and the can uh, and the canons of of the Torrentine. So she's just kind of she's flying all over the place. She's looking for her lost daughter, and this is also you know we don't know uh, what she could do with this dragon. You know, imagine you know the if she's an upset princess or. Uh, or if the dragon's just out of control, you know, where is he going to go? And I think it's interesting that they didn't think that he would fly back to Valeria, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's interesting that looking back on it, you know, the maesters kind of say that he was one of the last, you know, living creatures to have seen uh, that Valeria stronghold, you know? So, anyways, so so <clears throat> we'll get there in just a second, but that was a, that's kind of what's happening with her. And um, Alyssa oh, Farman, you know, is having her ship built. And later on, you'll kind of see uh, this. Mm, let's see wh- where she. Do you remember where she like kind of sails past? And she and Raina right. Targaryen are like super close to each mm-hmm. other, but you know, they didn't know. You know, it's like so she's. I think she's resting on an island somewhere. And after Alyssa gets her her ship built, you know, she sails down the narrow sea, and she's she's going to go around Dorne and out to. Um, the Sunset Sea, and she's going to, you know, take across. She's going to try to find land going west of Westeros. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, other all right, sir, sir. I, I yeah. got, okay. Did you? If you had another point you wanted to talk about, or no. I kind of want to skip. I kind of want to go ahead and skip ahead to. Um, yeah. To uh, Princess, uh, is it uh, is it Aria? Uh, Aria. Oh, yeah. One is it? Yeah. Princess Aria. Absolutely, mm-hmm. my friend. <sighs> it's scary. So you want to go to so where, where where she comes back? I mean, let's just jump to the juicy stuff. This is great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a great picture on it's like two uh, two forty nine of what happens when she gets back. Where is he? Um, oh, Balerion had returned to King's Landing. You know, it had been long years mm-hmm. since the Black Dread had last been seen in the skies above the city. The sight filled many um, uh, a King's Landers with dread wondering if somehow Megor the Cruel had returned from beyond the grave to mount him once again. I don't know that they told everyone. I know that they were looking for her and looking for a dragon, but I'm not so sure that they said she was on Balerion or that she was, you know, I mean, I think they kind of kept it a little bit, not quiet, but, you know, they knew that Reyna was looking, but I don't know if they mentioned the dragon that she was on. Right. But anyway, I mean, I, yeah. I know that uh, the king knows and some of those close to him, but the, just the small folk, you know, might not know. So, uh, Blarion's shadow swept across the yard and the halls of the Red Keep as he came down, his huge wings uh, buffeting the air to land in the inner y- um, ward of Magor's Holdfast. Scarcely had he touched the ground than Princess Arya slid from his back. Even those who had known her best during y- her years at court uh, scarce recognized the girl. She was near enough to naked as to make no matter. Her clothing uh, no more than rags and tattered, clinging to her arms and legs. Her hair was tangled and matted, her limbs as thin as sticks. Please, she cried to the knights and the squires and the serving men who had been uh, who had seen her descend. Uh, then she, then they came rushing towards her. She said, "I never," and then collapsed. So yeah, <laughs> let's pause right there. When I'm first yeah. reading this, I'm like, "Uh, okay, so she's back. She's." You know, we don't get into the description yet. She's just her clothes are torn. She never what? You know, she never thought that it would that, you know, this would happen or that, you know, she would uh, that the dragon would take her where he took her. You know, who knows? Right. Sir Matt, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I I think she went somewhere and 
because because what happens to her they like they have no idea what how to describe it yeah no no clue i mean like okay let's let's read some of the description here um so luca more strong kind of shows up right and he takes her all right here we go uh grand maester beneferus is summoned uh they shut they're shoving people aside later he would tell anyone who would listen that the girl was flushed and burning with fever her skin so hot that he could feel it even through the enameled scale of his armor. Wow, that's something. Uh, she had blood in her eyes as well, the knight claimed, and there was something inside her, something moving, that made her shudder and twist uh, in her arms. He did not tell these tales for long, though. The next day, King Jaehaerys sent for him and commanded him to speak no more of the princess. Uh, you know, so he's talking about what he's seeing inside of her, this burning. Um, and that was Sir Lucamore Strong, actually, who was just there to kind of help help out grand maester benefer you know knows to kind of keep that that quiet this is disturbing to him he's never seen anything like this right um yeah okay <clears throat> uh and reyna's not there right i remember reyna is out trying to right. do she's got yep. yeah okay so the king and queen were sent for at once but when they reached the maester's chambers benefer denied them entry what why he's gonna deny the king and queen entry you know what i mean is it that mm-hmm. bad to, sir matt yeah yeah to protect them yeah, because because I, I don't know what it is. I just I like this, I like this thing. Um, oh, wait, hold on. where is it at? Where it talks about like more than forty uh, men have served the Iron Throne as Grand Maester. Like mm-hmm. their journals, letters, accounts, books, memoirs, and court calendars are all single best record of the events they witnessed. But not all of them were equally diligent. And then it just goes on and on to talk about how important you know um, they are. Right. Right. And it says, um, and yet in all of Benefer's writings, there is not a single word to be found concerning the return of Arya Targaryen and her stolen dragon to King's Landing, nor the death of the young uh, princess. Fortunately, Septon Barth was not so um, uh, reticent. I don't know what that word is. Um, And uh, it. In his own account, we must now turn. Uh, Barth wrote, it has been three days since the princess perished and I have not slept. Uh, I do not know that I will ever sleep again. Um, and then it just it goes on here and it's like it's like we have been told um, we have told the world that Princess Aria died of a fever. And that is, you know, broadly true. But it was a fever such as I have never seen before and hope never to see again. The girl mm-hmm. was burning. Her skin was flushed red. And uh, when I laid my hand upon her brow to learn how hot she was, it was if I thrust my hand into a, a pot of boiling water. Yeah. There was scarce an ounce of flesh upon her bones. So gaunt and starved did she appear. But we. Um, could observe certain swellings inside her and her skin bulged out and sank down again as if no not as if uh, for this was the truth of it there were things inside her living things moving and twisting mayhap searching for a way out and giving her such pain that even the milk of the poppy gave her no um, secrease uh, we told the king uh, we must surely tell her mother the area never spoke but that is a lie I pray that I Shall soon forget some of the things she whispered, though her cracked and bleeding lips. I cannot forget how often she begged for death. Yeah, and poor thing, you know. Like if you look at the, if you look at the photo, it's like why not just? I mean, at some point, like it might have been a mercy, and you can see in in, mm-hmm. in, in in the photos, you know how how burned up she was, and then you can see what looks like these worms that that are that are wriggling you know, around and through her almost like small miniature snakes uh, creeping through her body, just burning her, right? Consuming her from the inside out. And so it says, yeah, the maester's arts were powerless against the fever. Uh, 
yeah, man. Uh, her flesh grew darker and darker and then began to crack until her skin resembled nothing so much. Um, Seven saved me as, as pork crackling. Thin tendrils of smoke issued from her mouth, her nose. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, it's awful. I mean, it says, like, she's cooking from the inside out. So, you know, we had a theory. It's been a while ago, Sir Matt, but someone was, was saying, is this someone who maybe blew Dragonbinder, the horn? You yeah. Know, from from trying try right, and tried to tried to have more a uh, more uh, more control over. Yeah, over the black dread. Yeah. Over the dra- right. Yeah. And and, and 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 I can see that. So we think, you know, it's it's theorized here that that uh well well we believe, right, that she went to um Valeria, right? That that's where he took her back mm-hmm. to. This and it was it was destroyed. We know that there were you know that that uh, oh Danny's the dreamer, right? For some people, that, yeah. You know. So I'm I'm reading right here is is that, is that a lot of a lot of people are saying that she went to Valeria, and um, you know, just some of the food or the air content or whatever in Valeria just is she wasn't able to handle it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that could be. And it's like what got into her? Was it a parasite that got into her? That's that's squirming mm-hmm. around because let's skip over here a little bit. You'll see. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, he goes on. So Septon Barth goes on to talk about the shock the, of the. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, I thought that was the most hideous thing that I should ever see. So her cooking and burning, and the smoke coming out, and her flesh turning black. Uh, but he says I was quickly um, uh, disabused of the mo- of, of of that notion, for a worse horror was awaiting me. Uh, that came when when Benifer and I lowered the poor girl into a tub covered her with ice the shock of that immersion stopped her heart at once i tell myself if so that was a mercy for that was when the things inside of her came out the things inside came out so the things mother have mercy i do not know how to speak of them they were worms with faces snakes with hands uh twisting slimy unspeakable things that seemed to um, to writhe and pulse and squirm as they were bursting from her flesh. Some were no bigger than my little finger, but one at least was as long as my arm. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, right. So remember, it's you know believed that they have like dragon blood. Like, and remember, if you go back to like Valyria, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, there's, there's actual dragon blood in them. So, um, you know, down down the line, I don't know. But this this I read as as I read I read this comment here. This is on the Free Folk Reddit. People are I, I people are talking about yeah. it. Um, uh, and so this guy's saying, I think it's an analog to Drogon slash Danny. Um, he says where Danny hops on a dragon uh, to ride is accepted by the dragon, but she has no idea how to control it. So the dragon takes her to the place he's familiar with, yeah, which yep. is the Dothraki Sea. Right, that was his birthplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So similar here is Balerion was born in Valyria, <laughs> and so takes yeah. You know, Princess, Air, uh, you know, area here back right. to Valyria, and so something happens to her there. Yeah, exactly. And it's just sort of what I mean. What would cause her? Is it like you said? Is it just the environment? Um, you know, because you know this is in the this is in the histories, right? Euron Greyjoy goes there supposedly and comes back with Dragonbinder, you know, the horn. Mm-hmm. And so that's where yeah. some folks have said maybe there were other horns there that that tamed dragons, um, or just artifacts that she shouldn't have touched, or you know, creatures from the earth that, you know, we haven't encountered or seen or whatever, and they infested her body. Who, you know, who knows? It's kind of a mystery. 
Um, but it's it's something else. So, you know, he says uh, they died. Though once they got out of her body, um, Septim Barth is kind of clinging to the fact that they died. Thankfully, they were creatures of heat and fire. They did not love the ice. Oh, no. Um, one after another, they thrashed and writhed and died before my eyes. Thank the seven. Uh, I will not presume to give them names. They were whores. Uh, y- you know, so you're right. And she's gone, but she's not forgotten. They hold all of the, you know, ceremonies and what have you. But she is hideous. I don't even know if they let the king and queen see her body. Uh, trying to remember if they did or not. Oh, the princess was missing for more than a year. Where could she have gone? What could have happened to her? What brought her home? Was Blarion the monster believed to haunt the Velvet Hills of Andalos? Because remember, they, there were rumors before this that um, over in Andalos there was a dragon burning and killing folks, but we really think that was... Um, uh, Jaehaerys actually sends men there, and they ended up getting captured and killed, and it was just a, a ruse to kind of get some men out there to, to harm them and, and, and to steal from them. Uh, did his flames start the fire that swept across the disputed lands? Could the Black Dread have flown as far as Astapor to be the dragon in the pit? No, and no, and no. These are fables, right? So. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Hold on a second here. What sir. do you got? As, as, I do, as I do some research here on this chapter. Yeah. This is why I love, this is why I love Reddit, because sometimes people have broken this stuff down. Yeah. Um, there are two people whose skin is described as pork cracklings and admitting tendrils of smoke. Uh-huh. Area, um, Area Targaryen and Victarian Greyjoy's um, black mm-hmm. arm. Right, uh, area. The simplest way to just uh, to say the the poor child. This is from Fire and Blood. Uh, the simplest way to say is that the poor child was cooking from within. Her flesh grew darker and darker, and then began to crack until her skin resembled nothing so, so as much. Seven, save me. As pork cracklings, thin tendrils of smoke issued from her mouth, her nose, even most obscurely from her nether lips. By then, she had ceased to speak. Um, Though the things within her continued to move, her very eyes cooked within her skull and finally burst like two eggs left a pot of boiling water. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from A Dance with Dragons, um, Victor- Victorian. Mm-hmm. The arm of the priest had healed, um, had healed, was hideous to look upon. Pork cracklings from eyebrow to fingertips. Sometimes when Victorian would close uh, his arm, his skin would split and smoke. Yet the arm was stronger than it had ever been. So what do they think causes? What, uh, like, what, what are so they saying? I'm saying, I'm saying, saying dragon binder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's where I, I think a lot of folks are leaning towards. Um, just that she touched it, but she didn't bring it back with her. Obviously, you know, it was something that she no. touched there. And maybe the, in these histories, I don't know if Euron Greyjoy had well, again. He had green. He had some sort of dreams and visions that led him on the venture. He was exiled, but also you know went to to seek out. Um, some of these, you know, various lands, legends, what have you. He may have read some of this history or some of Septon Barth's, you know, notes concerning Princess Arya and and decided to go in search of this thing, you know? Um, yeah. Just a thought. So it's, it, yeah, it's pretty radical. And then when um, Queen Raina comes back, you know, she, she desires to see, um, oh gosh, she wants to kind of, you know, see her daughter and everything, but it's, I think they give her the traditional Targaryen. Don't they cremate her? I think they mm-hmm. burn her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, we could probably, 
Anything else on that? I mean, we, I'm sure we're going to have theories and thoughts and folks who who have. No, uh, no, no. That's that's fine. We can we can move on. We still got it. We still got the uh, the wall to get to and some other stuff as well. Yeah. So you want to jump? Should we go to the, just the wall? I mean, that might be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. I'm 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 quickly kind of uh, gazing over here, Victorian, and trying to see the connection. So. Okay, that's fine. Um, let's see. Let me find it real quick. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, this is where uh, Queen Alison. Uh, what happens is, is that in Essos there is some dispute between, um, gosh, what, what, so some of the free cities, and Jaharis is worried that they're going to have to intervene. He's he, he may have to um, go over there with his army or a fleet and and pick a side or or put down some of this. It's causing some unrest on the narrow sea, and uh, he decides to hold some peace talks. I think at King's Landing. And it doesn't go well. It's going longer than he wanted to. And he was supposed to go uh, up to Winterfell. And in, instead, he, he decides to send Queen Alicent on, on ahead. And Alaric Stark is the one who is there. He's, the he's, he's stern. Um, she actually ends up going to um, see the Mandalay. She goes to House Mandalay first, White Harbor. And they have an attorney. It's a little bit wealthier, warmly greeted there. And from there, she moves on up to uh, Winterfell. It does not get the same warm welcome that she got in um, White Harbor at first. It takes a while, but then she kind of gets um, Lord Alric to kind of warm up to her, you know, and he said, because when she first shows up, you know, he's worried, he's concerned that in the past, you know, they've had to feed hundreds and hundreds of men and, and all these different folks. And it's like it's winter is coming, you know, and so he's happy that she brings fewer um, retainers and what have you with her men, uh, riders and what have you. Uh, so she goes around, she ends up holding her, her ladies court and all that good stuff. In the North, uh, Queen Alison grew restless with waiting and decided to take her leave of Winterfell for a time and visit the men of the, of the night's watch at Castle Black. The distance was not, uh, neg uh, was not neg negligible, uh, even flying. Her grace landed at, uh, the la uh, oh gosh. Yeah. She, 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 she landed at the last, Last hearth in uh, several smaller keeps and hold fast on her way. Kind of lost my place there. Um, yeah, they were worried. They were concerned about her safety there because of the poor fellows and the warrior sons who had been up there before. And we had to put down an uprising. And so they're concerned about her safety up there. But she feels like she's going to be fine. And she goes and speaks with the Lord Commander and hears him out. You know, kind of just hears, uh, you know, what is it that they're doing? Uh, what are some of the concerns beyond the wall? And more so... What do they need? What do the men need? So the gift that was given to them by Brandon um, back in the day is it's not it's not sufficient. It's not kind of holding um, them or, or I guess, you know, they need more, you know, that they need more incomes. They need more food, uh, more men. They always need more men. They can't man as many of the keeps as we know. And so this is only a couple. What is this? Two hundred some years ago uh, before Song of Ice and Fire. Right. You know, so, yeah. So she sees uh, Castle Black. She, she's uh, everyone is, is shocked and stunned by the wall itself. So she is as well. And uh, this is where we have already read the excerpt where she kind of takes um, her dragon higher and higher and higher. And she wanted to go, you know, beyond the wall. And her dragon will not do that. You know, just would just would not um, go beyond. And she tells she tells Jaharis later on that every time she tried you know, he just he he, he would not go beyond uh, the wall. Yeah, that, thri that is... yeah, thrice I flew Silverwing high above Castle Black, 
and thrice I tried to take her beyond the wall, Allison wrote to Harris, but every time she veered back south again and refused to go. Never before has she refused to take me where I wished to go. I laughed about it when I came down again so the Black Brothers would not realize anything was amiss, but it troubled me then and it troubles me still. You know, that's the other second time in this chapter mm-hmm. where we hear about a, a dragon doing something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because a dragon brings uh, area back and, you know, dragon will not let her fly above the wall. Yeah, because for the most part, we we know the dragons as being uh, they do what the Targaryens want them to do. And now we have right. a, a little girl who that didn't work with the Black Dread. And then um, Silverwing does what, you know, Silverwing wants to do doesn't will not go north of the wall. Some magical spell you would have to imagine uh, something that's turning him away or, or t- turning um, Silverwing away. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the question is, the, the thing I think about is, you know, in the show, we obviously see Daenerys fly above the wall like she flies. She flies beyond it. But that doesn't mean that's how that's going to happen in. Yeah. In the right. books. And, and that, you know, then the Night King in the, in the show gets um, Viserion and then he, you know, uses Viserion to destroy the wall again. That may not be at all how it happens in the books. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it's not going to, right? I mean, this is this seems to be an indication that the dragons, you know, maybe can't fly uh, over. Maybe they can fly fly around it, perhaps, but they but right. they they choose not to fly over it. Or maybe maybe she would have forced it. Maybe you know um, it would it would have worked eventually. She could have enforced her will, but I I don't know that she wanted to, and it's right. kind of strange, you know. So that, that was a, that was a big takeaway. The other big takeaway there in the north with her is is simply that she goes to Molestown and she hears, um, you know, she holds a women's court, learns about, you know, s- some of this stuff that happens to the women up there. Uh, is this the beating? Is this the one with the beating? I can't remember if this is it or not. Um, it may be. So we talked in the past about how, uh, you know, you couldn't put your if if your father had remarried uh, a woman and then your father dies and your stepmom is still left there you can't put her out on the street you know you had to she's still entitled to all of her you know incomes and what have you and you you needed to keep her and and set her up in in a way that would be you know so she wasn't just poor and begging on the street so that was another right law and rule that she helped with and then i think this is the one this is the chapter where i just can't find it right now um where that man was was uh beating his wife right in in uh, Molestown, she ends up going there. I'm almost yeah, positive that is. This. Yep. I'm almost positive. Yeah. I just can't find the passage. So, anyways, to to, to, to summarize it though, um, she, gosh, I think he he almost does he kill her? Doesn't he actually kill his wife there? Or, or she was he caught her being unfaithful or something? I think, and and he ends up, um, you know, beating her or whatever. I'd have to find it again, honestly, guys. I I can't remember. Um, it's been yeah. a while since I've read that part. But yeah, she continues to hold her, her women's courts. And, um, you know, that's that's good. That's good Queen Alisande doing uh, what she does. And uh, it's a good thing. I think those are the two big takeaways we wanted to have from this chapter. Mm-hmm. So, wow, the last yeah. thing, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. The new gift. Uh, she's the one who gives the Night's Watch that, that new. She convinces uh, Alaric Stark to give them more lands. That's what I was leading towards there. Um and and that helps them a lot, and they actually end up naming, you know, renaming some of the, one of the keeps after her, and and what have you. So, you know, she helps them um, repair a bridge and 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 a fort and what have you, and then gives them the new gift. Right? I mean, it's that's yes, yeah, no, yeah. There. 
All right, that's that's fire okay. and blood. I mean, that's still, I mean, a lot, and we didn't even go into all the details. Uh, no. Two big takeaways there, and there's a bunch of stuff about Reyna and the the day the the ins and outs of of Targaryen life. Um, the Starks, you get a little bit more on them and their and their um, oh, just just how they're different, you know, beholden to the old gods and, and all that good stuff. White Harbor, they talk a little bit about the Manderleys and how they've relocated. That's a cool little story, you know, there at the mouth of um, yeah, just at the. Uh, at, at White Harbor, so cool stuff. Little little tidbits here and there. So, did you find anything else yeah. more on that? Uh, 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 no, not really. I was looking, and then it, you know, it got into a, a big Reddit thread of people yelling at each other, like most internet threads do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of people were just saying it was like maybe she ate something. You know, it's worms because Viserion. I was wrong. I said uh, I said or Victarion blue. Victorian doesn't blow Dragonbinder, right? He gets people to do it for him, but his arm is all jacked up. Um, yeah, and so people are and people are saying, well, maybe you know, it was a worm or something that got into him that jacked his arm up, and that maybe that's the same thing that happened with um, uh, Area. With Area, so. well, I was gonna say because I know he doesn't. Uh, he's he's actually trying to convince those guys at the end there to blow it, and it's gonna be a great honor for them and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> But maybe just touching it and possessing it, as you said, something came off of it, a parasite that grew right. in him. Um, and, and maybe for a while, Area was stronger, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it hardened her arm or something. Who knows? You know, I don't mm -hmm. know. But uh, over because she was there for over a year and then she's so she lived. We don't know how we don't know when she she contracted the parasite versus right. how long she was alive with it in her, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on over to the reread. This week we are uh, in Eddard fourteen. Last week we were with John, um, where John was uh, he was swearing in to the Night's Watch. Yeah, he found out he was going to be a steward and not a ranger. Sam Tarley had convinced him that uh, you know he's going to be the Lord Commander steward, and that's actually an honor meant to grow him from command. Mm -hmm. And then Ghost, uh, as as they go to the the heart tree, there Ghost finds a hand. Yeah. So last time we were with uh, Lord Eddard Stark, he was he had learned that Robert, King Robert had been mortally wounded by a boar. In his will, Robert declares Ned the regent. Afterwards, Renly Baratheon urges Ned to seize the royal children to secure his power, but Ned refuses. Ned writes a letter offering the throne to Stannis Baratheon as the rightful heir. Reconsidering his need for men, Ned declares his intentions to Littlefinger and asks him to arrange the support of the city watch. Mm -hmm. This week... Um, Eddard 14. After King Robert's death, Ned convenes the small council to confirm him as protector of the realm. However, the council is interrupted and uh, by a summons to the throne room where King Joffrey demands uh, demands his oath's fealty. Queen Cersei destroys Robert's will and uh, Ned declares Joffrey has no right to the Iron Throne. When Ned calls for the city watch to seize Cersei and her children, the gold cloaks instead kill Ned's men and Littlefinger reveals his betrayal. Yeah. Crazy man, it's a yeah. it's kind of a short chapter. It gets right to the point. Yeah, it's only like five pages, so it's yeah, four or five. Yeah, eh, maybe about ten, but yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> I also well, one thing I noticed, and I'm just going to kind of go big takeaways from from this chapter too, because Barristan Selmy, when he you know he wants to be with the boy king, right, the new king at the start of this, when right. Ned summons everyone there, and again, remember his daughters are supposed to be leaving. They're leaving today, like this afternoon, like late today mm -hmm. or something. Um, because Arya is getting that last 
dancing lesson. Yeah, he, he he yeah, he lets he lets Arya have one last dancing lesson with Sirio and then Sansa's like, Oh, I want to go see the king or I wanna go see um well yeah, the king, King mm-hmm. Joffrey. Yeah. And uh Ned's like, Yeah, it's probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it's too bad she didn't listen, you know? But <clears throat> um so anyways, he so with Arya yeah, well, that sets up a great next chapter, right? With with her and Serial Pharrell. So that's 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 awesome. I read that today too, and I was like, "Wow, this is just as good as I remember it." Um, but he calls the the small council here, and Barristan and Selmy. What I thought was interesting is, you know how he's he's dismissed later on. You know, he's he's um, sent away or what what have you. I think it's it, one. It's because Cersei can't you know predict what he's going to do. He's he, she he doesn't fit into her kind of. Uh, Oh, way of thinking in her Game of Thrones or what have you. But then also, he was standing on the opposite side here. Not even though maybe he would have supported, um, you know, Eddard Stark. He he's he's standing with him when they first confront the king. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that made me kind of think like, I wonder if that had something to do with it. You know, but I, I know there's a lot more to that. But you know, he's there. He, he was uh, summoned there uh, to the council. And again, little, little fingers already. You know, set up the betrayal and everything, but uh, Barristan Selmy is not. You know, he's 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 just too good of a guy. You can't do deceitful, you know, things like that around him or include him in those type of plots because he will do what's right. You know, in his mind, right? right like when, uh, when when we get to it, when Cersei rips up the the paper, he's like, "Those are the king's words." Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so um, okay. Uh, all right, let's uh, dive in here. Um, the gray light of dawn was streaming through his window when the thunder of hoofbeats awoke Eddard Stark from his brief, exhausted sleep. He lifted his head from the table to look uh, down into the yard. Below, men in mail and leather and crimson cloaks were making the morning ring to the sort of uh, sound of swords and riding down mock warriors stuffed with straw. Ned watched Sander Clegane. Uh, gallop across the hard-packed ground to drive an iron-tipped lance through a dummy's head. Canvas ripped and straw exploded as Lannister guardsmen joked uh, and cursed. Is this brave show for my benefit, he wondered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're there, and, and the queen did not take his advice, and she stayed. That ought to say mm-hmm. something. You know, it's it's unfortunate that he didn't think about this a little bit more, you know, because there's Lannister men there, maybe he, he is he's completely fooled by Littlefinger and thinking that he has uh, the gold cloaks in his pocket, you know, and mm-hmm. and he just doesn't, and so it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, so he he summons the council there, as we said before. Uh, Arya goes to see uh, Sirio. Uh, Grandmaster Pycelle is the one who comes in, and uh, you know he's he informs him that King Robert is gone. And that's really what yeah. sets all this up, you know, is that, man, imagine if King Robert would have just held off for a little, held on for a little bit longer and those girls would have oh, gone out of King's Landing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the king has passed and he he knew this was going to happen. He was waiting for him to show up uh, and he's really grieved, you know, he's really upset. Uh, he says he would have, he would have given all of his titles and different things for, for uh, to almost to like bring his friend back in a sense, you know, he's, he's upset. Uh, Robert was more to him than, than, um, just a friend he was a brother you know yeah well they grew up together i mean you know mm-hmm. he's he he presumably maybe did spend more time with robert than he did some of his other brothers right yep so um and and Pycelle's the one who kind of you can see all this these different layers where Pycelle is 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 a, a creature of as, as he's called later a creature of cersei lannister um he's trying to put off 
a gathering of the small council. And, you know, because Eddard tells him, you know, to send word, get the council together. Uh, we need to discuss what to do next now that you've informed me that, that Robert is dead. And he says, let's grieve today. You know, let's, let's put this off for tomorrow. We don't have to do this today. Um, and I wonder if that was, if he's being earnest there if, or if that's at um, some direction of, of Cersei. Maybe she's still trying to plan things. Who knows, you know. But uh, he sends off his little, you know, servants to go gather the council. And I guarantee one of them went to go see Cersei Lannister. You know, and tell the Lannisters that the small council was gathering, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, okay, and then uh, let's see, Pycelle, you know, as he, as he sends them off, Barristan Summons is the first one to kind of show up, and he says, you know, my place is beside the young king now. Pray give me leave to attend. And Ned just tells him, your place is here, Sir Barristan. And, and Ned hasn't told them anything yet, so they don't really know right. what's coming. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they, don't, they, don't, they, they don't know what's about to happen. Right. Uh, Varys shows and of up. Course, yeah. yeah, and Ren. I was gonna say, of course, Renly Baratheon does not show up. Right. Yep. Yeah. Varys informs him that he's gone. And again, that's that's number two. That's the number two hint that okay, something's up, and he knows something smells wrong with that. And Loras Tyrell takes off, and he knows that he offended Loras Tyrell by not sending him after the mountain. You know, so like, okay, something's up here. Maybe we need to rethink this. It's just uh, there's so many different things that so many things he could have done differently, and you're just like, uh, just kind of tears at you to to know what's about to happen. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, every, everyone gets there, and we're all set up to go. He has uh, Barristan Summy inspect the the seal. You know, Robert had signed mm-hmm. some parchment uh, naming him Lord Protector, and he he inspects that as and he says it's not broken. It is the king's seal. And, uh, yeah, he reads, you know, mentions that whole bit about his heir when his heir comes of age. Um, and then Ned thinks to himself, his, his heir is of age. His actual heir is Stannis Baratheon. You know? Yeah. Well, that's cause it is. It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's thinking that in his head and he's about, he hasn't even said that yet. It almost would have been different. I wonder if he would have had this discussion with the small council going down to confront the queen if Varys would have given him different counsel if Barristan Stelmy would have said something but he really doesn't it's just saying that I'm Lord Protector you know and and I'm going to be in charge of things as we transition you know uh power so yeah so yeah there's there's that um Ned or a little finger you know kind of lets Ned know that uh, that thing that we talked about is set up you know what I mean Let's him know that that it's all taken care of. So, which you know, it assures Eddard, you know, Ned that okay, cool, we're good, we're good to go. It's it's a green light, and let's move on. Uh, some other interesting parts out of this chapter. Um, the King Stuart shows up, right? The King's Stuart. Uh, well, yeah. the, king is, the King is dead, right? Is what Ned says. Um, mm-hmm. Which Stuart are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, and says that the the King is summoning, you know, summoning them to. Um, the Iron Throne, you know, to, to, to the throne mm-hmm. room. So away they go. And again, it, what's what's really neat, one of the images in this whole in this chapter is is he's constantly leaning on Littlefinger. He's he's hold, he's uh, he's always got his hand on Littlefinger's, Littlefinger's shoulder or Littlefinger has a hand on his right. shoulder helping him down the stairs. Right. You know? He's yeah, he's he's using Littlefinger, um, you know, both figure, yeah, you know. As a crutch, figure yeah. to yeah, as a crutch, as a as a crutch, and it's you know ultimately what uh, mm-hmm. you know bites him, bites him. 
Yep. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, so we let's just jump to the confrontation in the throne room, right? I mean, uh, you know, he's he's down there, and Lord Varys kind of, you know, they 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 show he takes the the letter to to Robert Baratheon uh, from Robert Baratheon to the Queen to say that he's Lord Protector, and she tears it up. And as you said, Barristan Selmy says that's the King's words. You know what? Like we're not going to honor. Well, we're already disarmed. Well, well, right before that, there's there's a line I like where it's like it was a long walk to the far end of the hall where Joffrey raided atop the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. supported by Littlefinger. Ned Stark slowly limped and hopped, as, as you had said, towards the boy who called himself the King. Mm-hmm. The others followed. The first time he had come this way, he had been on horseback, sword in hand, and the Targaryen dragons um, had uh, watched from the walls as he forced Jaime Lannister down from the throne. He wondered if Joffrey would step down quite so easily. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and he doesn't, you know, no, <laughs> he doesn't. No. Uh, yeah. Interesting. The dragons, you forget that the dragons that were hanging, that what a little detail, right? That were hanging right. around that are now down uh, near the bla- near, near the cells. Right. And there's like yeah. tapestry. Well, Robert had like tapestries and stuff like that. Joffrey kind of changes it and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and so um, Joffrey calls. So he says, uh, oh, let's see. Cersei was ends up giving after she tears it up. She says. Uh, we have a new king now, Cersei replied. Lord mm-hmm. Eddard, when we last spoke, you gave me some counsel. Allow me to return the courtesy. Bend the knee, my lord. Bend the knee and swear fealty to my son, and we shall allow you to step down his hand and live out your days in the gray waste you call home. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> Take yeah. it. Run. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Well, would that I could, Ned said uh, yeah. grimly. If she was so determined to force the issue here and now, she left him no choice. Your son has so he so Ned is still possibly like, I may you know don't have to I don't have to do this right now, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, your son has no claim to the throne. He sits. Lord Stannis is Robert's true heir. Liar! Yeah. Joffrey screamed. Mother, what does he mean? Princess of Marcella asked the queen, "Isn't Joff the king now? You condemn yourself with your own mouth, Lord Stark." Sir Barristan sees this traitor. Lord, yeah, and as you said, um, he hesitates. Yeah, he hesitates, uh, and then. You know, this is where the, the paper's been writ it, uh, ripped. Uh, you leave me no choice. Ned sold Cersei. He calls out to Jaina Slint. Commander, take the queen and her children into custody. Do them no harm, but escort them back to the royal apartments and keep them there under guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so unfortunate that he didn't have the king's guard. I mean, again, I mean, Cersei and Jamie have infiltrated the king's guard like crazy. Barristan somebody is the last of the guard that, that they haven't, they're not able to turn, you know, into their service because... He's still Lord Commander of the King's Guard at this time, and maybe could have, you know, helped a little bit here, but or given him counsel. But going into it, he, he hesitates there. He has no idea what's going on, and and Ned is 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 completely believing that, that the gold cloaks, by the way, which he numbered being three times or five times as many men mm-hmm. in there uh, compared to the Lannister men who were behind, you know, Joffrey. Plus, he's got a few of his own men, you know, and he was hoping Renly's men would be there too, but you know, doesn't he doesn't have them. Uh, and even yeah. Renly's even Renly's men would have helped because one of the Starks almost cuts his way through, almost gets through, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, well, I mean, they never would have been able to take Barris and sell me out. So, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's yeah, the thing uh, too is <laughs> is if you have Barristan, you know, just you know, I mean, again, that's that's what that's huge. He could have taken he could have taken out some major players. Again, Edard has a broken leg, unfortunately, so he can't fight. You know, it's just it's a mess. It's a mess. So yeah, but but uh, once you know 
uh, I think Joffrey says liar, and he he wants him. He says kill him, kill him. You know, kill all of them. I command it. And uh, with that, you know, Ned says you leave him with no choice, and he calls to Jane and Slint, the commander, take the right. queen and her children into custody, do them no harm, but escort them back to their royal apartments and keep them there under guard. Uh, and I hate Janice Lint. I hate him. I can't stand him. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's I think that's the point of his character. I love it. I want to say it out loud that I hate him very much. So. Well, you know. Gosh. Well, you know, this is where Janice Slint gets ahead in life. Yeah, know? it is. He gets a, he gets he gets ahead. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, and then yeah. John gets ahead. You know. So yeah. You yeah. Know, don't worry. He he gets his. Yeah, I know. Well, eventually. You know, Dorn Martell gets ahead too. He gets a skull sent, you know, to to Dorn. So, yeah, um, <laughs> different type of head. yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they take him. They thrust the spear into into um, Tomard's back. You know, Big Tom, Fat mm-hmm. Tom. You know, and mm-hmm. and just he's dead before he hits the floor. Yeah. It's awful, and everyone just yeah, men are then, dying around him. Yeah, and then uh, all his men died around him. Littlefinger slid Ned's dagger. Um, from its sheath and shoved it up under his chin. His smile was apologetic. I did warn you not to trust me, you know. Mm-hmm. He did. You know, he did. He did warn him. Mm-hmm. So, gosh. So crazy. Um, but, yeah, so. <clears throat> here, and this, you know, this this starts this starts me to think. Um, as a, So I just watched season two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just finished season two. And so. Season two of Game of Thrones ends where uh, and yeah, same thing in the books um, where Marjorie comes to court and uh, Joffrey and everyone says, OK, I'm not marrying Sans anymore. I'm marrying Marjorie. And she's walking out. And then Littlefinger comes over to her and kind of starts talking to her and talking about how he could get her get her north mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And so now I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, was Littlefinger's plan all along? Hey, if I could get Ned out of. I mean, not all along, but, you know, I think he kind of schemes as things go. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could get Ned Stark to be Hand of the King, mm-hmm. then I could get Ned Stark killed. Mm-hmm. And if I start this war with, you know, the Lannisters and the Starks, mm-hmm. um, you know, get get the children separated. And then, you know, Sansa becomes a, a bargaining piece. And it's like, look, now Littlefinger can be the one who saves... Sansa right and gives Sansa back to Catelyn Stark and yeah. then suddenly he's like this hero and that's how he gets Catelyn or Catelyn right. Stark or Tully yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's all a game to to get her yeah what what are his true ambitions you know what, what does he want and yeah I think you might be right you know I think you might be right in in, in in a lot of that um yeah he wants power you know he wants to he hates the Starks because of the scars that he has and the and the duel that right. he, that he fought um, and he loves this only woman he ever loved, right? You know, he tells Lysa that right. that uh, that Cat was the only woman he ever he ever truly loved. So you know, and now he has her daughter, and he sees a lot of her. He's he's raising you know her daughter as his daughter, you know, and loves her at the same time. So it's crazy, crazy stuff there. So, um, all right, my friend. Hey, I was just doing a little, you know, search through a Dance of Dragons with the Iron Suitor, and and looking at some of the stuff that. Uh, Victorian is going through when he is on his way. You know, he's called the Iron mm-hmm. Suitor, as as mm-hmm. you had mentioned. Uh, and it does mention that Euron's gifts are poisoned, right? Uh, he reminded right. himself, you know, all the time here. And so, yeah, there's a lot where they talk about uh, the things that he brought with him, 
you know, to the queen and, and, and all this stuff with Dragonbinder nearby. So I'm going to get to the bottom. We're, we're going to look this up after the show and, and keep looking into to some of that because I had forgotten that little tiny detail. But uh, all right, my friend, let's move into uh, Raven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, so we have uh, a couple Patreon comments here. Some some folks who had uh, hit us up in our most recent uh, Green Dreams at Green Dream episode, Cold Hands, talking just about you know Benjen Stark and uh, and and how uh, Benjen versus you know Sir Duncan the Tall. It's a, we're not going to spoil a lot of it, but I just want to read some of the comments here. We had uh, Peter had made a note um, just that you know he's not sold on Cold Hands being Benjen, and we had kind of mentioned some of that in. Um, the episode, Sir Matt went into detail about that, and also noted that uh, that Gurm denied identifying Benjen as Cold Hands to his editors. So just more little tidbits, you know, about his identity and 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 who Cold Hands could be. You know, he died long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, they killed him long ago. So it seems like that would not be Benjen. And yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. You guys should go check it out. There's some some cool. Um, thoughts there and we love getting more comments on on the theory uh so yeah yeah just a couple quick ones there i think this one let's see here oh no 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 we had a few more where are they at i lost track of them here anyways let's move on to uh josephine reeds who is a uh, new listener actually and uh has really enjoyed the podcast and the personalities well the personalities of the hosts that'd be yeah you. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I find it interesting that so many people seem to focus on Jon Snow being a hidden Targaryen of the books um, when there are facts that point differently as you get to the later books. And yeah, that's why there are so many other different uh, podcasts out there and, and YouTube channels that believe there are there's a different outcome. There's a different theory that he's not a Targaryen, Sir Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've talked about that. we've entertained those right. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've, we I mean that's we talk about that a lot. You know, is is I mean that's. That's like the question, right? You know. Yeah. Yep. It is. Yep. That and Young Griff. So it's nice to because we have some who are just like matter of fact. R plus L equals J, and then we have those that want to throw Ashara in there, and uh, the Hall and Reed, and you know Mira, and all sorts of other you know crazy points. And and I love them. I I, I call them crazy because uh, they're great and they're crazy, and I love crazy. Okay, that's why I call it that. <laughs> Uh, Josephine Reed also mentioned, I had a comment about the Cold Hands uh, episode, just that it's an interesting idea. I never gave Cold Hands much thought and pictured him as Uncle Benjamin, like in the show, since I didn't get to read the books until after season six or seven aired. So, you know, and what's interesting is in the books, I was just reading this other day, uh, when Bran is is moving, he he goes off and he kills the men, uh, Cold Hands kills those men of the Night's Watch and sends them north, uh, they go, they come to the lake, the frozen lake, and then they go north, and they find that small little uh, fisherman's village, and once he catches up, you know, Bran is going, warging in and out of his, out, out of Summer, Summer gets, you know, hooks up with the new pack, and I was telling Sir Matt today uh, how interesting it is to do a, to read the series um, in a different order, so when you read that, you know, A Feast of Dragons, right you can kind of quickly see that the pack that Varamir Foreskins used to kind of uh, that that he warged into the 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 big wolf with the uh, big gray wolf with uh, one eye is actually the same pack that you know uh, Summer comes across and takes on as as his new pack uh, but anyways when when Summer comes back realizes Bran puts together that you know um, 
that Cold Hands ended up killing these men of the Night's Watch. And were those the traitors, you know what I mean, who uh, had had betrayed some of the men um, who had betrayed, oh gosh, uh, Mormont, Lord Commander Mormont. Right. You know, maybe. Right, right. Perhaps. Um, and we, we also kind of learn that when they're looking at his face, they don't see, like like they want him to reveal his face. Um, they, we, we talked about his, the, the no breath, they couldn't see any um, frost or, or ice, you know, accumulating on his, um, whatever that cloth was that he had covering his face. They don't get to see his face. And it's very, you know, they hide that from us. And it's, that that's interesting. Hodor has got like ice forming all over his beard and, and everything, and it's getting kind of ridiculous, but... This guy, you know, nothing. So I just thought it was neat. Again, I, I was I was looking for a facial description, and I went back to try to find it, and maybe there is one later on, but for right now, um, nothing, my friend. So, All right, so are there any more Patreon uh, emails here? Yeah, yeah. So Raven-wise, um, just a couple more from Josephine Reed, just talking about the um, the apple cakes, you know, just that they Yeah, were, the cookbook, yeah. Right. I can, yeah, let me see here. I can attest to how good the apple cake uh, things are. I got the cookbook for Christmas back before I even knew about the show or books. Uh, and like any curious person, had to try some of the recipes. I, of course, had to try making them in the old-fashioned way. They didn't come out looking the best, but they tasted good. Yeah, and that's kind of how the cookbook goes. If you look at the picture, a lot of the older ones, you know, I mean, these are recipes from, like, the 1400s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a cool little reference, yeah. I thought, you know. I love when people can. Was she? Is she one of the ones who's uh, posting the the food that she's making? Who, mm-hmm. who was doing? Yeah, this? yeah. People, uh, yeah. Lady Sarah Ruth, I want to say, is definitely. Oh, that's right. Was doing this. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> oh, another one here. Yeah, Lady Cat. Uh, actually, shout out to her. We haven't heard from her in a long while. Uh, yeah, just wanted to say hello, good sirs. Thank you for the podcast. I've been listening since July of 2018. I look forward to the episode each week, and I love the sense of community here, Lady Cat from the Kingdom of Houston. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lady Cat. We appreciate it a lot. Yep, we do. Absolutely. Good to hear from you. It's been a while, so yeah. Uh, okay, my friend, I think that is uh, that's it. We have uh, Man the Wall now, and then we'll kind of mm-hmm. kind of close up here. Hopefully we get some some trailer news coming up soon and, and what have you. Next week's chapter, it, both Fire and Blood and Game of Thrones are awesome. I think this is one of mm-hmm. Sir Matt's favorite chapters coming up, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, All right here. Well, uh, on Man the Wall, this is where we plug our uh, our big, big patrons. Um, what, what what tier is that, Sir Ezra? That is our Bannerman. Our Bannerman tier. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lord Hunter the Foulmouth, Lord Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, and Lord Thanos of House Titan. So thank you guys all so much for your support on Patreon. Uh, it's very, very, very helpful. Sir Ezra and I are able to, um, we're both kind of making some equipment upgrades and stuff like that to help improve the show. That's kind of where, uh, what I, at least what I've been doing uh, recently. Mm-hmm. So Yep, yep, same here. So yeah, we really appreciate that, and I uh, do have some exciting news uh, coming up about, hopefully, we'll see, with uh, with our friend, uh, the Ghost of Heron Hall. So that we will keep close to the chest, but it's coming out soon, so stay tuned for more yeah. there. Awesome. All right. Well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Chapter 50, Aria 4. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's easy to say it's chapter 50. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, 
Uh, leave a comment or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.